Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted Nostin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you guys are having an absolutely fantastic day today. And Ted is traveling right now, so he will be back home today. And so I will be running the show, and I have a lot of stuff to cover. First thing, and this is super important, I need everybody to listen to me on this right now. We have been working diligently for the last month and a half with international shipments. Now, there is something very, very strange that's starting to occur right now. And I'm giving you guys a heads up on this because any of my international listeners, this is important. I'm going to send an email out on this today, but I want to give you guys firsthand update on it. Last month, we were notified that priority mail shipments to Australia were no longer going to be accepted as far as standard Priority Mail International. We worked through that, and we started shipping stuff Priority Mail International Express. Well, we have gotten an update now as of November 19th, and they're now saying that Priority Mail Express International will be suspended to all countries, including Australia, Canada, France, Great Britain, Israel, Singapore, New Zealand, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, and Thailand. The suspensions will be effective until further notice. Now, they're saying that some of the packages that we've shipped out, they're going to send them back to us, and we will be getting a refund on the shipping. We're looking diligently as another option. There are some UPS international options and DHL international options. However, the price has gone up dramatically since this information has now been released. Now, most people don't even know about this. But this is because uh, we're in the industry and we do this every day for a living. This is very strange because they're saying that the airline travel restrictions is causing the U.S. Postal Service to temporarily suspend the Priority Mail Express and Priority Mail International shipment. Now, that makes no sense to me whatsoever because we're two years into this complete and total charade. And granted, there are numerous shipment problems that are happening right now, but there is no significant issues as far as getting products to people. We've been getting shipments for the last year and a half all over the world every single week, priority mail deliveries, great service of the best we can get. Some stuff does get delayed, not going to lie. Some stuff takes two, three, four weeks to get to other countries, but everything at the end was still getting to our customers. Now, what's very strange about this is they also gave us a list of certain items that were not going to be allowed at all, and one of those was nutritional supplements. It appears to me, and this is my speculation right now being in the industry for the last 15 years, it appears to me that something is starting to happen. There is something going on that is about to happen very soon, and they're making sure that nobody has the ability to get products back and forth to different countries. These are main countries that are on this list. They're not, it's not like they're putting out there like Nigeria, we can't ship something through Afghanistan. Those have always been on lists that are already flagged. They're very difficult to get stuff into. That's why we don't even have them available on our website because we've tried to get stuff to South Africa before and it always gets seized and it disappears and it never gets delivered. So we just don't ship there anymore. Well, these countries, main countries like Great Britain, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, Switzerland, these are all first world countries, very high end first world countries. And the fact that they're saying that they're blocking shipments from Priority Mail, this is a very strange incident. Now, what makes it even stranger is this happened at the exact same time. If you guys saw yesterday, the article came out from Zero Hedge. The Australian Army has now been physically transferring COVID-19 positive cases, contacts, to quarantine camps. 
Now, remember months ago I brought this up and we actually played some news articles, and I think on the Hagman show I showed it too. And there's videos all over the Internet of the Australian government in multiple different sectors that were building through private contractors quarantine camps out in the middle of nowhere. The only thing you could get to them was like a road and a air, you know, basically an airstrip. And they said they were going to use them if people got extremely ill and they had to quarantine them. Well, we knew that that was a cover story and there was something else more nefarious than this. Well, they now started in the Northern Territories in the community of Binjari yesterday. They started forcibly extracting residents from their homes to take them to the Howard Springs quarantine camp located in Darwin. They said nine new COVID cases were identified. Now, I looked this up. Nobody's been hospitalized. Nobody was symptomatic. They simply were forced to take a COVID test. And of course, the COVID test, you can make anything positive on it. All you got to do is turn up the cycle rate on the PCR test. We've talked in detail about that with the doctors that blew the whistle on it. Now, it's interesting. This move came right after they had extreme hard lockdowns were instituted in the communities of Benjari and Rockwell on Saturday night. They said residents of Benjari and Rockwell no longer have five reasons to leave their home whatsoever, Northern Territory Chief Minister Michael Gunner said. The five allowable reasons you could basically leave your home was to buy food, exercising for two hours max, going to take care of a loved one, work or education, or to get vaccinated. Those are the only reasons you can leave your home. All of those now have been forcibly removed. You can only leave for medical treatment in an emergency or acquired by law, period. You are not allowed to leave your house even to go get food right now. That's what's happened in Australia. Now, they can blow smoke up everybody's nose and tell everybody that they're having this huge pandemic. They're not. You look at the numbers. There's hardly anybody even in the hospital sick with COVID right now. This is insane what's happened in Australia. And now, to make it even more crazy, to take it a step further, he said more residents, this is what he said, more residents will be transferred to Howard Springs today, either as positive cases or close contacts. What? what? We have already identified 38 close contacts who came in contact with the nine positive cases in Benjari, but these numbers will go up. Those 38 are being transferred to the quarantine camp now. That's what he said. He goes on to say in the interview, I can contacted the prime minister last night, and we are grateful for the support of the 20 ADF personnel, which is military, as well as army trucks to assist with the transfer of positive cases and close contacts to support the community. This isn't a conspiracy theory anymore, guys. This is happening. These are concentration camps. They're forcibly extracting people that they do not want to be outside in society, and they're transferring them to quarantine camps out in the middle of nowhere against their will. And they have said that you'll be held indefinitely until you have enough negative cases for an extended period of time, excuse me, negative test. They're telling them they're not leaving. They're taking them out in the middle of nowhere to a concentration camp against their will simply because, A, they tested positive on a PCR test, or, B, they were in contact with somebody that tested positive for a PCR test. From what I told, from what I've been told from somebody that basically sent me an email, and they didn't want anything getting disclosed right now. They said a lot of the contacts and a lot of the information, everything coming out of Australia right now, is being completely and totally monitored when it comes to information online. Is that essentially what they're doing is they are rounding up the red list. Any dissent, anybody that's putting stuff out online, anybody that's resistant to the vaccine passport, anybody that's basically talking smack, they're forcing everybody to take 
PCR test on a regular basis still. All they are doing now is saying, well, you came in contact with somebody that tested positive. We're taking you now to the quarantine camp. No trial, no rights, no constitution, nothing. And this is Australia. No firearms, no defending your home, no standing your ground. They're just coming in with military. They're forcibly extracting you and said you came in contact with somebody that tested positive. No symptoms, no sickness, no hospitalization, nothing. This is extremely creepy. And the fact that it's coming right after we just got notified that Priority Mail International Express will not be allowed to Australia and New Zealand and UK and, and, and the countries I listed, I'm letting you guys know right now there's something on the works right now. There's something that they're planning. Now, the United States is always usually far more resistant than most other countries and right behind the curve, primarily because of our firearm and our weapon caches the United States civilians have in this country. If you start going door to door and you start extracting people because they had a contact with somebody who had COVID and you start trying to take them out, you're going to get a few people out of certain houses and certain points. But after a little period of time, a lot of those neighborhoods, a lot of those cities, a lot of those towns, they're going to realize they're not taking us out because we've had contact with somebody. They're taking us out because we're not complying with the narrative. And then you're going to have an armed resistance in certain towns, cities, and counties, and that's going to happen really fast. That can't happen in Australia. There's no significant firepower in civilian hands at all. We still have legally owned automatic machine guns here in the United States, belt-fed machine guns. M60E6 is built by U.S. Desert Ordnance that I just looked at the other day that was for sale online. Those weapons are still fully available to U.S. citizens in the United States. Just a reminder of that. So what we're seeing here in Australia is downright scary, but it's not surprising. And so, again, I'm letting everybody know we're working diligently right now to try to look at every option we can get, products and nutrients and supplements. The the globalist and pharmaceutical companies understand right now that Pfizer and Merck and, you know, all Moderna – These guys understand that vitamin C and D3 and zinc are incredibly effective at reducing the viral replication cycle. You add in ivermectin if you really need it, and you can pretty much knock anything out with this. We've seen this now repeatedly. Multiple doctors, MDs, have discussed this in detail. And we've known repeatedly, and we've told people repeatedly, do your best to stay out of a medical industrial complex hospital. There's a reason why everybody seems to be dying that goes to the hospital. And I've had people say, oh, well, we know somebody that wasn't vaccinated and they got sick and went there. Yeah, and what happened? Almost every single case I keep hearing now, people get sicker and sicker the longer they're in the hospital. It's not because the virus is wiping their body out in most cases, because if they have no comorbidities and they're young and healthy, Like I said, the protocol I just told you will help out significantly. What's happened is now the standard protocol, as we've said repeatedly, is remdesivir. They stack it with another antibiotic that's unbelievably toxic to the kidneys, and people start dying rapidly. An article written by Dr. Elizabeth Lee Vallee, medical doctor, who stated hospital emission is becoming more like reporting to prison. She's highlighting the programs that are in place today forcing COVID protocols on people that result in premature death and euthanizing patients over the age of 50. Dr. Villette also published a press conference that came out on Sunday said called Stop the Shot Caught on Tape, where she interviews several doctors and attorneys who are fighting back against the current hospital system that is literally murdering people. It's a 90-minute video. It's on Rumble. It's called Stop the Shot Caught on Tape. 
One of the people she interviews is attorney Thomas Rince. He said these hospitals are murdering people, and they know it. He is currently fined federal, filing federal lawsuits against the government for withholding information from the public on how dangerous the COVID injections are that are killing and injuring so many people. In their interview with Dr. Vallette, he gives up an update on his work and explains that the government's own data on Medicare and Medicaid treatment show that remdesivir kills 25 percent of the patients who take it now i'm trying to get that i'm just going through this video this morning i've been working all morning trying to get the stuff out here i'm going to get try to get that research and get it on the website so you guys can see it but he's claiming that the data from medicare and medicaid shows that remdesivir kills 25 percent of people that go on it and he went on to say that 85 percent of patients that go on ventilators for more than 96 hours end up dying he claims this is purposeful and not an accident as the people in the hospital clearly know this is happening. He said, people are saying, don't give me remdesivir, and they're doing it anyway. This is battery. Now, I can personally attest to what he is saying right here. I have personally witnessed and talked to people that were given remdesivir against their will. Talk to people personally, face-to-face, the ones that actually made it out. I told you about the guy that did the home inspection for me a couple months back. He was, you could tell he was still just struggling just having a rough time. And I tell him, I said, dude, what are you doing? He goes, well, I just got out of the hospital like two weeks ago. I said, what happened? He goes, well, I got COVID, you know, and I got a little bit of stuff in my lungs. My wife freaked out. He goes, none of the family was injected. We all decided to pass on the the clot shot. He goes, I went to the hospital. They refused to give me any natural treatment, refused ivermectin, immediately put me on an antibiotic and remdesivir. He said within two days, he said, I was aching down to my bones and I couldn't even control my bowels. I was so sick. He could, I literally felt like I was dying. And his wife basically came in there and ended up, I think, got an attorney on the phone and basically forced him to take him off remdesivir by the third day. The third day, he was so sick. She started bringing in ivermectin to him and sneaking it in. Within five to six days, he was already starting to recover. He said the problem with it was, though, he said he lost so much muscle tissue, 35 pounds in a week and a half. He dropped weight in the hospital. He said he literally felt like his muscles were melting when he was in the hospital. That was on three days of remdesivir. And he said 100% guaranteed once they put me on that, they were going to kill me if I didn't come off of it. That's what he personally said from being on the drug. He said he is still trying to recover from that drug. And he said COVID did not do this to me. He said I had multiple family members that got it. They recovered just fine. He said nobody should be going on that drug. He personally survived it. You got doctors. You got attorneys. You got MDs. You got nurses. You got everybody that's awake is saying do not go on this drug at all. Dr. Brian Artis, also in the video, he went on to say he recently lost his father to a hospital who forced COVID protocols on him. He had done extensive studies on the drug remdesivir and also how Anthony Fauci's criminal activities in forcing hospitals to use this dangerous drug while banning other more effective drugs that are safe. He warns people to stay out of the hospital right now because they're medically and criminally kidnapping people. Attorney Ali Schultz, she said the hospital isolation is the same as unlawful imprisonment and torture. This video goes on to Anthony Lauren Martle, who's worked with Dr. Vallette on several patient cases in South Carolina where patients were held prisoner. Anthony Martle also talks about horrible cases where people went into the ER with no signs of COVID for something else. We're given a PCR test and determined to be COVID positive and were immediately put on COVID protocols, even without any symptoms of COVID and given remdesivir, who ended up later dying that week. 
This is an interesting interview. So I encourage people. It's time now that everybody start really waking up. This is an intentional push right now to keep the narrative going. Because remember, the COVID cases have been going down significantly in every country, in every state that's not absolutely bent on trying to test every single day. I've told people before, why in the world are you going to test for a virus every single week when you have no symptoms, when you feel great? It's literally the definition of moronic. You're going to get tested for something that you have no symptoms for because you've been told you may be an asymptomatic spreader. This was the great lie that they pushed onto everybody into making them think that this was some type of new crazy virus that only killed people that had no symptoms, which doesn't even make sense when you think about the entire concept of what I just said. So what we see now is this push to get people into the hospital then cause as much death and destruction in the hospital as possible. So again, I encourage people as much as possible, get the information out there as much as you can because this is definitely not stopping. It's getting worse the more people go into the hospital. And now we're seeing people forcibly extracted from their homes in Australia taken to basically concentration quarantine camps because they were simply in contact with see now is this push to get people into the hospital then cause as much death and destruction in the hospital as possible so again i encourage people as much as possible get the information out there as much as you can because this is definitely not stopping it's getting worse the more people go into the hospital and now we're seeing people forcibly extracted from their homes in Australia taken to basically concentration quarantine camps because they were simply in contact with someone of the hospital then cause as much death and destruction in the hospital as possible. So again, I encourage people as much as possible, get the information out there as much as you can because this is definitely not stopping. It's getting worse the more people go into the hospital. And now we're seeing people forcibly extracted from their homes in Australia taken to basically concentration quarantine camps because they were simply in contact with someone. Let's see how this plays out. But it is absolutely egregious, un-American, and anti-constitutional to think a entity has a right to tell you you have to have a medical experiment done on you because this is an experimental drug, as we've clearly stated, and as very much as Pfizer and you know, Moderna and all these companies, it's under emergency use authorization. It has not been approved. This is something that people have failed to understand. They approve comorbidity, and they put it on an umbrella and said they can be interchanged when they're not even the same injection. They clearly state that. This is crazy. But this is what we're currently watching right now. Also, too, I can't even make up the level of propaganda. As we're seeing, the price of everything continue to skyrocket right now. And it's interesting. I saw this. Somebody sent me a clip from the Today Show. And they went on to say there, you know, the best thing you can do to save money right now to fight inflation is probably just cancel Thanksgiving. They say, perhaps forgo the turkey, NBC's Vicky suggested. Some people think turkey is overrated. It tends to be the most expensive thing on the menu. And if you tell everyone you're not having a turkey, maybe some guests may drop off, and that will save you money too. I kid you not. This is what they're saying now to help fight inflation. Basically, remove this holiday from your feast. Now, let me tell you why they're saying this. They're trying to remove the entire concept of American history and American culture and take it out 
of the public eye and take it out of the memory of the United States. That's why they're doing this. So it's it'll help you save money to fight inflation if you just don't have a turkey. Well, if you just don't have Thanksgiving, that'll be the best thing for you, and you won't have to worry about this anymore. I guarantee you they're going to have some stupid asinine comment they're going to bring up about Christmas next. Well, maybe you should just shouldn't buy presents for Christmas. And you know what? You don't really need a tree. Just if you want to save money, don't buy a tree. If you don't buy a tree, your family probably won't show up for Christmas if you have no presents and no tree. So you won't have to worry about spending any money, and inflation won't affect you, which obviously is complete and total lie and also complete and totally moronic. Again, but this is designed to remove the culture from society. And this is why it's so important we do everything we can to maintain our values, maintain our Christian beliefs, maintain our convictions. If it's something that you want to do and there's something that you love doing and you know it's right, continue to do it. Never let somebody tell you what you believe is somehow horrific or wrong because you're convicted to do so. I've told you before, if you really think you want to go get an experimental RNA injection, you go get it. It's not my problem. But please don't call me up two months later and ask me why you're unbelievably sick and you don't know what to do with yourself now and it couldn't have possibly been the shot. I'm being sincere about that. Everybody has a right to say no on this. I talked to a friend of mine uh, that works with a company. I'm not even going to say the name of it. I'm not going to get anybody in trouble right now. And it's basically a big company, national company. And they're now stating that if they don't have the injection, that they simply just have to show a COVID negative test. And the manager blatantly told him, dude, just get me a negative test and make a copies of it and just basically have it on hand if I need it. Like, I really don't care. I'm not going to try to make you test. I'm not going to do any of this. And he goes, well, what about wearing the mask? He's like, dude, you can wear the mask if you want. You're supposed to wear the mask on the record. He said, but quite frankly, we're not even forcing our employees anymore. And this is like store manager. He's like, we're, we've had enough of this. He goes, this whole thing's a complete and total charade. He goes, you know where we live at. He goes, this is, this is, we're not going to play this game anymore. And so they're kind of doing things to get around these stupid mandates that they're trying to push. Because remember, mandate's not a law. A mandate is simply a, a guideline that you sh- are encouraged to follow. What they're trying to do is use OSHA, as I've said before. This is illegal. This is why it's being held up in court. This is why the Fifth Circuit Court said this is unconstitutional. They're having OSHA put out blanket requirements for every business over 100 employees. Now, I said this before. What happens if the company decides they're going to fire one employee and they go down to 99 employees? Now they're suddenly exempt from the OSHA mandate, and they don't have to follow it anymore. Well, yeah, technically that's true. So – Here's where it's going to go next. Well, next one will be 50 employees or 20 employees. It's not going to stop, guys. You understand that. They've already said now. Remember the the uh, was the attorney general or not the attorney general? The um, one individual I don't have it in front of me. He came out and said, "Well, we're, we haven't ruled everything off the a option now. Everything off the table for basically mandating it on all businesses, even small businesses." And I can tell you right now. There will be no mandated health masters. There will be no compliance with health masters. If the OSHA shows up, they can show up with a court order and a search warrant. They can say, we're coming in here. Okay, have fun. Enjoy yourselves. You can leave now. So what are you going to do? No compliance is going to be tolerated with this anymore, guys. This is no longer acceptable. Look at what they're doing in Australia. Australia complied to a T. How's that working out for them? forcibly extracted from your house because you had contact with somebody that tested positive that has no symptoms and you're taken to a quarantine camp now. This is like the last train to Auschwitz. 
This is like the concentration camps. This is where it's headed, my friends. And trust me, it has nothing to do with COVID cases or contacts. I can guarantee you right now from the information I'm being told, they're targeting people that are dissenters, people that are not talking about what they need to talk about, people that are not complying, people that are not saying things on the Internet that they're basically they shouldn't be saying. That's where they're going after, and they're using this guise to say, they tested positive, they, they had close contact with somebody that was positive. Really? All right. Show me where the people were hospitalized and they were so sick that they basically couldn't get to the hospital and you're taking them to this quarantine camp to try to help them. Show me any of that. There's none, zero, zero evidence to support any of that. They are taking them to hold them indefinitely. Those people that are going to those concentration camps, I can tell you right now, they're not coming out of those concentration camps for any significant early point of time. They're there until they change their narrative, they change their mind, and they're fully vaccinated and compliant. That's where they're going right now. And you saw you saw earlier they're trying to – Biden or the bumbling administrations trying to do some type of damage control for their horrific polls and their absolutely pathetic behavior. And so they released 50 million barrels of strategic oil reserves to try to drop the oil price. And I started laughing. I talked to Steve about this earlier too, and I was like, is that supposed to be a joke? Like so we're releasing strategic oil oil reserves because we want to try to get people to like us better if people haven't bothered to look oil's already up 1.26 percent this morning it's gone up with oil being released why it accomplishes nothing we consume 20 million barrels of oil a day releasing 50 million barrels is a joke what it does do is it shows the speculators and everybody in the markets that the administration is crumbling and they don't know what to do right now because the narrative is falling so hard on its face and every single person that i talked to now even people that have voted for biden are pretty much like this whole thing's a fiasco we don't even know what to think about this and i'm like well you understand biden's not running the show obviously he's not running anything he's just a buffoon that sneaks out of his you know basically assisted living facility on occasion and they bribe him with some pudding and put him in front of a teleprompter and he babbles and then goes back to his room and they give him more pudding now, i'm being sarcastic but that's pretty much what has happened he doesn't do anything and so what they're trying to do is now they're trying to keep that remnant because remember they base everything off algorithms they monitor everything on social media everything on phone calls they monitor this show they monitor emails they monitor texts they see what's trending they see words that are getting hits and they see what people are saying they understand now that the narrative is starting to turn against their favor very very quickly people are starting to wake up very fast now and realizing this is not a joke anymore and australia should be a giant red flag slapping everybody in the face saying wake up danger robinson danger Wake up right now. This is not a joke. Look at what they're doing in Australia. It is not about safety. It is not about health. and It is not about protection. It is 100% about beta testing the control narrative on how far they can take Australia. And they've done a pretty doggone good job at it. And as more and more things continue to clash, you're seeing now California, which, by the way, remember in their infinite wisdom, they just said everything over $1,000 or anything under $1,000 is no longer essentially going to be pretty much – Nobody's going to come out and do anything about it. Well, now, you guys saw, remember Nordstrom? I talked about it. Nordstrom got hit over the weekend. Well, Louis Vuitton had a huge robbery. Now, Lululemon robbery just happened earlier. They went in and said numerous people on Monday night ransacked the entire building around 630. 
pillaged through merchandise and fled the area. The suspects were no longer on the scene when authorities arrived. Law enforcement cannot provide any further details on the matter. Now, I'm not laughing because it's funny because, quite frankly, getting robbed is not okay. I got robbed once when I was 19. I had a motorcycle stolen from me out of my parking lot. It's a very, very horrific feeling to have property stolen from you, and there's nothing you can do about it. What's happening is, though, now, these flash gang mobs have realized – California's a failed state. Law enforcement stretched thin. Numerous law enforcement officers have quit now because of the mandate. This is all designed and planned perfectly. They want to bring down society to a horrific state, to where pretty much lawlessness starts to reign. There's much chaos out of a, it comes a new world order. That's the goal of these banking boys. They want to make sure they cause as much problems as they can so then they can come in and act like they're the ones that are being the saviors and they're the ones that are going to protect everybody. I've said this before and I've said it repeatedly. It is your duty as an American citizen to be able to protect your family, your friends, and your country. And by which means you feel the need to protect yourself, that's your choice. Whether or not you want to carry a firearm or a handgun everywhere, whether or not you want to carry an AR legally in your vehicle, I'm not giving you any advice legally. What I am telling you is, though, make sure you know your state laws, but also, too, I think it's your requirement to know how to defend your family. And you've seen now, as I talked in detail yesterday with the Rittenhouse incident, how they did everything they can now to try to demonize somebody that was out there trying to protect his city. Why was the law enforcement called out why was no national guard there the second night of burning and looting why were the individuals that he shot all felons and pedophiles and basically one guy was a wife beater the other guy's a felon in possession of a handgun and they are now apparently the heroes of the left why because that's the narrative they want good is bad bad is good up is down that's the narrative that they want to push and now you saw this incident dad talked about yesterday where that driver in Waukesha, Wisconsin, basically drove through, hit over 40 people, killed five people. And what's funny, I was reading some of the articles now. They popped up after they found out who Daryl Edward Brooks Jr. was, how he was a convicted felon, how he'd basically been prison multiple times, how he had just gotten out on bail day before, a few days before. As soon as they found out who he was, then they said, Oh, the driver who plowed in the parade was fleeing a crime scene. It was not an act of terrorism. CNN. There's indications that the person held in the parade incident was fleeing another scene, sources say. Washington Post. Five killed at the Wisconsin parade by driver allegedly fleeing a fight. Okay. AP. He was not being chased by police at the time of crash, according to the police chief. They finally came out, and the police chief said he was not fleeing any scene. He straight drove into the crowd, primarily picked that road, and drove through over 40 people and killed five people. But it wasn't uh, – it, it was mostly peaceful ramming, right? I'm waiting for CNN to come out. It was a mostly peaceful driving rampage. It was mostly peaceful. It wasn't – there was no ill intent there. He just wanted to run over people. And what's crazy about it is even the police chief, who could only hide so much of it, said it was not a terrorist attack. Literally, intentionally ran over 50 people in a parade, and within 12 hours, they automatically say, no political, no racial motive whatsoever. Now, it's interesting. I really would have been surprised to see what would happen if a white male would have driven through a black parade. That would have been interesting to see and hit you know, 40, 50 people. I'm sure the narrative on that would have been quite different. 
but of course they want to cover this up and they've buried it. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty much buried now. Hardly anybody's already talking about it. They try to disappear as quickly as they can and they can't do a very good job at it. There was New York Times buried the story of the career criminal out on a thousand dollar bail, ran through 50 people on the Christmas parade. It was on the paper right here. SUV plows in the parade. That's it. That's all they said. Page A22 to read more. <laughs> Page A22. 22 in the New York Times. Buried it in the back of the paper about an SUV plows in the parade. That's it. Why? Because the narrative doesn't fit their agenda. They have to keep it running to go in their favor. And an individual who's a felon out on bail that runs through 50 people in a parade doesn't fit their agenda because it doesn't go along with their race-baiting narrative. And this is what they constantly try to do, and we've seen over and over and over again. At the same now time, too, I've noticed this. The Ghislaine Maxwell trial, every single mainstream media outlet is doing damage control to try to portray her as this innocent girl that had no idea what was going on and wasn't involved in anything. I kid you not. I, could, I couldn't even believe it yesterday remember remember when what was it six months ago when the judge would not release the transcripts from basically her testimony and the information because he said it was too vile for the public to read you guys remember that she did her deposition it was too vile for the public to read meaning it was so sick and perverted he didn't want to release it well no 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 that's not why. She dropped names. She said things. She snitched on people, and she brought people up that nobody was supposed to talk about, and that information could not under any circumstances be released into the mainstream media or into the public eye. Now they're saying that they're bringing in a individual psychologist to question the prosecutors on that they may have made up or basically come up with different memories because it had been so long ago now. Now they're saying Maxwell challenged accusers and seeks distance from Epstein. Now, Ghislaine Maxwell, brother Ian, says she will not be getting a fair trial. How is this? Another one says, finally goes on after 15 months, basically as she's on trial. Every single article I read is constantly in favor of her now. I'm not joking. I, I couldn't believe it. Guys, unless everybody forgot, she's being tried on six counts of including conspiracy to transport underage girls to engage in illegal sexual activity. There's numerous indictments on her. There's documentations on her. There's photos of her beside Jeffrey Epstein going everywhere, shoulder to shoulder for years on end. There's victims' testimony talking about Ghislaine Maxwell reached out to them so she could groom them and bring them in. There's overwhelming testimony against her, and the mainstream media is going, well, you know, she's not going to get a fair trial now. This isn't fair. We've got to bring in a psychologist to basically try to cross-examine the victims to see if they made up these memories of being raped because it is probably just a fantasy memory. I'm not joking. That's where this is going. And, of course, the mainstream media is completely silent on anything in the past. Remember, this is why they had to make Epstein disappear. This is why they – alleged suicide story came out, which everybody knows he didn't kill himself. They had to get the big boogeyman out of the way. So now, oh, well, Epstein's dead now. This is one of the, one of the arguments I heard the other day. 
now that Epstein committed suicide, they're now trying to find a scapegoat. So Ghislaine Maxwell is the new scapegoat to try to pin all this on. Like she had absolutely nothing to do with it. But again, this is the narrative. They're doing everything they can to normalize pedophilia, normalize child sex trafficking, and they're taking it further and further. Parents now at the Long Beach, California Unified School District are alarmed after the district unveiled plans that they have now building a locker room to allow teenage students of both genders to shower and dress together in high school. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to go real well. That's just a great plan. After we've already seen numerous cases now of females being raped by transgender boys that are acting confused, running around in a dress, acting like complete perverts. Yeah, that's a great idea. Oh, and to make it even better, too, now, the Colorado Sex Offender Management Board has now voted to cancel the term sex offender because it might upset sex offenders. Yeah, really. I just said that. The board's decision passed following a 10 to 6 vote on November 19th. It will not change the language in criminal justice. However, it will apply to all standards and guidelines for the assessment, evaluation, treatment, and behavioral monitoring of adult sex offenders. Instead of being called sex offenders, the criminals will now be referred to as adults who committed a sexual offense. (laughs) <laughs> comments David Blount came out and said, I doubt the Denver Post regards the appalling treatment of Kyle Rittenhouse overly harsh. Sex criminals such as Joseph Rosenbaum, convicted sexual rapist who was shot by Rittenhouse, have the sympathy of the progressive establishment. However, kids that tried to go out and protect private property from being burned to the ground do not. Now, while the state concerns itself with protecting the feelings of criminal sex offenders and child molesters are also being increasingly coddled by the system. A non-binary associate professor, we talked about this at Old Dominion University, called for the stigma of pedophilia to be delegitimized. We're going to talk to you guys about that. That that's, that's just, well, you know, keeps going on and on and on. You can't make this up. And this is how it continues to go on further and further and further. And now... A new poll came out to contradict the narrative that they keep trying to push. A supermajority of Americans surveyed now say that parents are the primary educators of their children and should have the final say in the content of what their children are taught in public school. The survey conducted by the Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty this week revealed 63% of the respondents believe parents should have the overwhelming final say and should be able to opt out of any Morally, morally objectable or inappropriate content. Majority of Democrats, independents, and Republican respondents all sided with this opinion to dif- different degrees, said the Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty noted. It's becoming overwhelmingly clear now. People are done with the game. We're done with it. Everybody's starting to wake up. The problem is now the left is starting to lose their stranglehold of deceit. Because remember, once truth comes to light, once real truth comes out, it's very difficult to put it back in the box. You have to keep lying a lot, a lot to try to suppress the truth when it keeps coming out. And so that's what they keep doing now. They keep trying to come out and say, now, parents that are coming out now, they're making violent threats to us during school board meetings because they don't want us to teach their kids the proper curriculums. No, that's not true at all. Parents have had enough, and there has not been one single documented offense that I have been able to find from the FBI or anywhere that is showing parents putting out a true, viable threat to school board members. Now, I've heard them saying, we're going to sue you if you keep trying to pervert my children. That's not a threat. That's a bold-faced statement. 
I've heard them saying, we're going to pull our kids out if you guys keep trying to teach them this perversion. I've heard them say, we're no longer going to tolerate this communistic ideology with critical race theory and transgender studies. I've heard a lot of that. Even I said that, and so did Dad at the Polk County School Board meeting when we went there, to go against the mask mandates. Yet, the FBI is now building basically a dossier, essentially, as we saw the same thing happen out there in uh, Arizona. I talked about with the teacher, or not the teacher, the president of the school board. Build a full dossier on all the parents, different files, different videos, different uh, Facebook comments. They do not want to lose their hold because remember, once somebody has absolute power and they're a complete and total egocentric narcissist that is bent on controlling everybody, they do not relinquish their grip easily. They do not stop easily. These individuals, especially in the school board systems over the last 10 to 15 years, have become so emboldened. And a lot of it was because of the Obama administration that continued to push their transgender gay studies. And that's because, well, they, like Joan Rivers said, Obama was gay and Michelle was a tranny. That's what she said. That's what she said. So that would make sense why Obama was so pro-transgender. This is where we're seeing now. And speaking of the Obama buffoon, just to show you how effective these guys are in their industry right now. Because you guys know, Obama is super prevalent now in the hardcore leftist community with the climate change and everything. He's like their spokesperson now. Jeff Bezos, who's you know, still the owner of the um, uh, Washington Post, he now just donated $100 million to the Obama Foundation. Oh, yeah. The founder, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos is donating $100 million to the Obama Foundation in the wake of Amazon clashing with the Biden administration over antitrust issues. <laughs> Bezos' $100 million donation to the Obama Foundation, made in honor of the late Representative John Lewis, is the foundation's largest individual contribution received to date. I kid you not. This is interesting now because you got to wonder. What in the world are they throwing a hundred million dollars out there for? What they what do they have up their sleeve? And this is what we said before: these companies like Amazon, Bezos didn't build Amazon. He's, it's a government contract company. Their biggest side of it is selling military contracts. Remember when CIA gave Amazon the six hundred million dollar housing contract for their housing their cloud servers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about all that. When they gave them contracts with one ten billion dollars contract with the Pentagon, I think. The, the numbers just are just unfathomable in some cases. This is how they build it. Amazon is just another front for distribution facility for the military and for basically a total control grid. The Amazon warehouse now, the, one of the main hubs in Lakeland that they got in there. They have these Boeing 777s flying in and out all day long. The day I was over in Lakeland, dude, these guys were taken off in unison. It was like a train coming off. I mean, it was boom, you saw them just got whoom, 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 whoom. It's like six or seven of them. I mean, kicking off. That's what they're building. They want to make sure that they have their entire distribution hub in place. Because I'm telling you right now, this is why I do not support Amazon at all, period. I do not buy anything from them. I do not encourage people to buy anything from them, even though everybody continues to buy from them. They absolutely are being put into place to control the entire distribution facility of the United States. That's what they're doing. You can see what they're doing right now. The infrastructure, the money. 
I mean, when you're talking, this Amazon has hundreds of Boeing 777 planes. Them, they are their own full airlines. They have more planes than some airlines that fly across the country. It's how big they are now. Why? Because people continue to support them, and the government keeps giving them contracts and money. It doesn't, it's not hard to figure out. The writing's right on the wall. Every single day, you have to look through what's happening. While at the same time now, you see this utter Orwellian stupidity of people still being wear, wearing masks on airplanes. I saw it again the other day, and somebody said, they're like, oh, are you going to fly here? I'm like, no, I'm not flying there. So I'll drive. i got to drive up there. So I'm not going to fly there. I said, I refuse to support companies that don't value my beliefs, period. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to give you money to sit on a plane and get treated like a muzzled dog and get yelled at by flight attendants that basically tell you to wear a mask. But you can take it off when you're eating and drinking the whole time, but you have to have a cloth mask on your face when you're not. Anybody else realize the stupidity of that? There is not one single study that shows mask wearing on an airplane stops respiratory viral illnesses. Now, you could probably go with like a double can respirator, like an A50 with biological filters on it, sit and breathe through those things for two hours. I have one. They're not fun to train in. I would not want to sit on a plane for hours with one. That's pro- that would probably be pretty effective. But as far as wearing a little diaper, a little blue cloth across your face, so you can take it off when you eat and drink, it's all about conditioning. You know, um, I was talking to some friends that were up in North Carolina, and they were going over to the Biltmore Estate, that big, huge house you know, that's old over there. And the county now that Biltmore State's in, they passed – a mask mandate, I guess last month, that expires November 30th. So everybody's supposed to wear a mask in indoor settings in this county. But it expires December 1st. So they were over there going to the Biltmore State. And they're walking around outside, going to the restaurant. Nobody's saying anything about masks. They go into the Biltmore State. You need to put a mask on now, sir. My buddy's like, no, I'm not going to put a mask on. Well, you have to put a mask on. Here's a mask. So he kind of holds the mask up over his face and walks past him and puts it back in his pocket. Someone else comes running up and says, sir, you have to wear a mask inside. He goes, dude, we're in pretty much one of the largest houses ever constructed in the United States. The mask mandate's up December 1st. I'm not wearing a mask in here. Well, you have to wear a mask. So he holds it up again and walks around. Finally says, I'm done. I've had enough. I'm not going to be treated like this. This is what happens. They're building a snitch date. Remember exactly what OSHA said for their guidelines. They're going to use people in the workplace to basically be little rats, to snitch on people. And we have shown in society on numerous occasions, when you start telling people that they have this new unfounded power that they've been granted to walk around and be mass Nazis or vaccine Nazis, some people, in most cases, completely and totally take control of it, and they want to be good little peasant slave snitches. They want to run around and tell everybody, oh, you see, John, he didn't pull his – it took 10 seconds for him to pull his mask up after he stopped drinking water. I'm going to turn him in real quick. Yeah, I, I, this is unacceptable. I'm not going to go along with this. That's what they do. I've watched it. I remember back when I went to Southeast University years and years and years ago, back when it was actually really, really strict school. And that's it's gotten more lenient now for good reason. Some of the stuff they had there was stupid. And I remember there were a couple RAs, just a couple, like two or three of them on campus that I did not bode well with. We, we, we clashed all the time. And one of the rules that was totally arbitrary with no backing to it, it was an old like 1950s rule when it was Southeastern Bible College. It was no longer that anymore. Southeastern University now. University. Back when it was a Bible college in the 50s, they had this arbitrary rule that you couldn't wear shorts to class. 
because it was like, you know, it was a Bible school. So they were, it was like a seminary school. So they wanted you to be, you know, well dressed when you went to class. And I got that from a Bible school back in the 50s. But this was the 2000s now. We're no longer in the 50s and it's Florida and it's hot and we're taking classes and it's August and it's 98 degrees outside. And I'm living on one side of campus. I'm walking all the way to the other side, complete opposite end to go to class. And so they said, you're not allowed to wear shorts to class. That was the rule. Flat out, that was the rule. And I was like, no, that's not the rule for me. <laughs> I said, it's Florida. It's hot. We live in the beach state. Everybody comes here to vacation and party. I'm in college. I'm trying to get good grades. I'm trying to get to class. I'm not going to wear jeans to go walk a mile across campus. So I never really ever wore jeans to class. I always wore shorts. Why this RA, they would actually start writing me up. And I was like, that's fine. Write me up. I'll just ignore you. So why I need your ID number? I remember she stopped me one day. I'm walking out of class. She goes, uh, Austin, you're wearing shorts to class. I said, yep, I am. And your point being, you're not allowed to wear shorts to class. I said, did the professor say that? Well, no, I, I just I saw it. I said, did anybody else complain about me wearing shorts to class or complain about my attire? Well, no. I said, then why are you talking to me? I said, I have nothing to say to you. And I just walked off. And sure enough, I got a fine, got a fine for failing to comply with an R.A., $50 fine. I ended up fighting it and getting it dropped. But that was the whole – my whole background when I experienced that, and it was only about a year. It started to get more lenient because they started to realize this is completely out of control. You're giving these kids that are RAs, and they're all kids. They're still 20, 21, 22 years old. You're giving them this Gestapo power to run around and police campus like little undercover narc boys, and that's what they did. And so I didn't tolerate it. And so at that point in time, I got my firsthand experience of what it's like to live around people that are rats, that have nothing better to do besides try to come up with things to fine you or try to reprimand you about. That's why I have zero sympathy for people that act like that, and I do not tolerate them. The only thing that rats understand is noncompliance and making sure they understand that you know who they are. Other than that, They'll keep doing their little rat work, and that's what the OSHA is expecting people to do. That is what they did in East Germany. That is what they did during the Nazi regime. That's what they did during the USSR. I mean it goes on. Every single country that went tyrannical, that spied on its citizens, always had rats. I mean look at the documentation they found as far as in East Stasi, Germany. The, the millions of recordings and documents and everything they found. They, I think they said like what one out of like four people was working as an informant for the government back then at its peak. I mean it's like you didn't know who was a snitch and who was your friend because half the time your friends just turned into snitches. That's what they're going with this right now. That's where they're planning on taking this. So again, I encourage people, know who's in your circle as well. The people you're around, the friends you're around, be very careful in some of the things you say around them. I know a lot of people get around people, and they start running their mouth about stuff, talking about certain preps they have, talking about certain things they have, talking about certain places they plan on you know, basically prepping for stuff. Be very careful. Now, of course, you need to have a close group of friends you can trust and you can count on, especially if you need to put together a fire team for security. You need to know you got people that can actually operate a firearm safely and not shoot you in the butt because they can't keep their finger off the trigger. You need to have that too. But be very cautious if you start having newer people start coming around you or start trying to talk to you or introducing the new, new groups, and they want to start asking you all these questions. I mean that seriously because we've seen this numerous times now. The FBI is unbelievably ratty.
They're full of rats. That's what they do. They love to go around and get people and try to trip them up and come up with crimes. Like New York, remember that happened in the 90s. They go to a homeless guy say, hey, if we give you $10,000, will you shoot this surface air missile at a plane? He's like, is that a joke? They're like, no, we got a surfaced air missile. We'll give you $10,000 if you shoot a plane with it. The guy's like, oh, man, I'm homeless, bro. I don't really have anything else to do. I mean, sure, why not? You know, we'll, uh, give me a surface air missile. Oh, here, we got one right here. He goes to start taking it. Uh, and we lie. That's a dummy surfaced air missile, and we're the FBI, and now you're getting charged with terrorism. Um, sorry, you're going to prison now. And then they come up, we, we foiled this big plot to take down an aircraft. You, there's literally hundreds of those cases I've documented on the show before of the FBI creating their own criminals to justify their own existence. That is the definition of tyranny, and we're seeing it now become further and further expanded. So again, my friends, thank you for standing up and standing your ground on this. Thank you for getting the information out there again. We're working diligently to figure out how we can get products to people in other countries right now. If you have any questions about that, feel free to give us a call or email us. We'll be happy to talk to you. I know I talked to Ruben earlier, and UPS is offering some different stuff, getting direct in UPS Express. However, it is extremely expensive. But if somebody needs something, they really got to get product into a country, we can get it in there. But it appears right now that the United States Postal Service is working together with these countries to reduce products, primarily vitamins from what I'm seeing, from getting into these big countries right now. That's just what I'm seeing. And so I'm encouraging people, make sure you stay prepped, make sure you stay ready, encourage people to stay vigilant and get the information out there. There's a lot of different stuff that's going on right now, and keep your immune system strong as I continue to encourage people on that as well. Biggest thing is stay off the regular use sugar. Sugar lowers your white blood cell. Can I say this repeatedly? Now, if you're eating dessert and you got Thanksgiving coming up, I get that. Eat some food. Enjoy yourself. But eating sugar on a regular basis, drinking soda on a regular basis, eating candy bars and sweets on a regular basis, absolutely not good for anything, especially your teeth. Phosphoric acid in soda is one of the most toxic things to your gut and to your teeth. That's one of the reasons why I can honestly say I don't think I've really had any issues with cavities my entire life because I never drank sodas, just never grew up drinking them. I drank maybe two or three sodas my entire life growing up, and I couldn't really drink them. I drank half of one, they mess up my gut and give me a headache because my body wasn't used to all that sugar. It's just part of it. But again, that shows you how toxic they are. When you can throw nuts and bolts like we did when I used to race motocross, it would be getting rusted and seized on. You'd throw them in a cup of Coca-Cola and pull it out the next day, and the nut and bolt would be completely unseized and be shiny with no rust on it at all. That shows you the level of acidity that's in Coca-Cola and why you really shouldn't be putting it in your body. So again, make good decisions with your diet. I encourage people. It doesn't matter if it's today. It doesn't matter if you started yesterday. Starting somewhere and getting back in better shape. If you got to lose a couple pounds, if you want to get your endurance back up, if you want to get stronger on something, it's that time. And it's that time to keep your immune system strong and ready. If you guys need anything, be sure to check out the product of the week, the last day on sale, the Testo Plus, our healthy testosterone supporting formula. It helps out with libido, performance, and natural testosterone production on sale right now. And also the D3 10,000 K2. This will be the last week that it's on sale right now for 20% off super sale. want to encourage people if they need any of that. Winter season's coming up. A lot of places up north, they don't get any sun. D3 is crucial. It's a sunshine vitamin. It's absolutely a necessity for keeping the immune system strong. And I've repeatedly said on this show about the different 
research studies that have come out now and shown that viruses, even COVID infection, can be significantly reduced with high levels of D3 levels in the blood. But remember, you've got to have your D3 levels up before you get exposed to it. It still helps post, but it's very important to be hammering those subs on a daily basis right now, especially with all the weird stuff that's going on. So again, I encourage my friends, thank you for getting out there and standing up and speaking for just truth, standing up for these young children right now on the school boards. I'm so proud of some of the videos I've seen with a lot of these parents that have been getting up there and just absolutely speaking their mind about what's happening. It is that time right now. We no longer have the option. We no longer have the luxury of sitting back and pretending that everything is just going to tighten up on its own. That is a fact. So thank you again, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome day. Continue to stay strong. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. <laughs>